This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A giant soccer penis. A Minutia Men quiz about washing your hands. Scamming a CIA director. Our Jenkins story. My brush with Deepak Chopra. And our celebrity guest, Zach Ward, Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story. All that and many, many tangents uh, and maybe even a poem on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Men, Men with Rick and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's ridiculous when I'm in the same room with you, but it's really ridiculous when I'm not in the same room as we're doing as we're doing it remote today. Uh, it is was, funny because you don't hear the uh, audio, but you hear me. It's so, right. All, so yeah, all, you, all of a yeah, all of a sudden you're just yippee yippee waka waka <laughs> that gets me fired up for the show. That's why I have such high energy. <laughs> so you, so this is your beating your head against the locker before the big game. Very much is that so. What this yes, is? Uh, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, how are you doing, Ricky? I'm, I'm not- doing well. I'm. You know, I tell you why I'm in such a good mood because we got an email. Oh no way! Yeah. From whom? From Jenny three six five, who I don't know who that is. But Jenny, Jenny, what's the song? The Rick Springfield song? Yeah, eight six seven five three zero nine. No, that's a uh, Tommy Two Tone, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, but Jenny no. says that uh, she sent the link to your uh, Lincoln poem to her husband, and her husband can't be bothered to uh, click on any links that she sends. But he is a dedicated listener to the podcast, so he she suggested that we play the poem within the podcast. So that uh, he will be forced to listen to it. So it's a little sneaky. We're doing like a little, uh, a little. We're like a pass, a little passive aggressive on the part of Jenny right here. Is that what we're ta- saying here? I think so. I think right, so. Let's... But the poem is worthy. And for those of you who have not heard it, um, I, I have posted this on uh, on social media. But we have President's Day coming up on Monday. And in 1970, Dave, tell, spin a yarn, tell, weave a tale. Well, it was I was in sixth grade, Rick. I was a strapping young six. Or I was I don't know how old are you when you're in sixth grade? Eleven. Eleven. 12? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was a strapping young kid of about 62 pounds, probably 65 <laughs> pounds. Actually, I probably I think that was pretty much what I. Yeah, made. probably. And there was a contest at our school. Actually, it was a. Chicago public school contest where you had to write a poem and you could write a poem about anything. Some kids wrote about their favorite baseball team, the Chicago Cubs. You know, some wrote about Jesus. There was a couple of Jesus poems in there. I decided to write it on my hero, who was Abraham Lincoln. So I wrote a poem about Abraham Lincoln and lo and behold, it won. I don't, I don't think it was a grand prize. I think the 10 best the 10 best poems throughout the city got to go to WBEZ to and WBEZ a radio station. Which and, is public radio, NPR. Right. And it was a national broadcast, as far as I remember. Um, and it was all very exciting. We got to take a cab to the studios, I remember. <laughs> wow. Uh, was, yeah, I know. It was all this fancy, you know, this fancy recording studio. And uh, 
and that was my first time ever in a radio in a radio station. At that time, was the radio station over there by uh, Channel Eleven? I, I honestly don't remember yeah, okay. where it was. I don't remember yeah, where you it were was. eleven, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, but but I remember it was very very cool. Okay. And, uh, and the poem lives on. Well, it doesn't you. live on the way that I would prefer it to live on, and that would be an actual recording of you on WBEZ uh, in uh, 1974. Right. As far as we know, that has uh, gone into the ether. Yes, I, I do not have a tape of that anywhere. However, you did, about uh, 10 or 15 years ago, sit in a recording studio and record the poem so that it could be preserved for all time. I have. I have. And Jenny's... Jenny's uh, husband will now listen to it, I imagine. And this is a treat, Jenny's husband. Yeah. All right, here we go. Time now for a Minutia Oops, Man. Minutia Man. Minutia quiz. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny's husband. God, I'm such an idiot. Oh, okay, let's try, let's try that again. By the way, that was a teaser. There will be a Minutia Man quiz coming up later today. All right, here we go. Abe, he was called, and we are sure he was not bald. When he was young, he read and read, and even when he was in bed. But until the day he died, he had still never lied. He was one of our leaders, and a good one at that, who always wore a very high hat. And just as he wanted, and just as he got, except for a man with a dangerous plot. John Wilkes Booth was a very bad man, and surely not a Lincoln fan. He put a great leader into his grave who wanted so much to save every slave. Dave Stern, 1974. Tearing up a little bit. Tearing up a little bit. Hey, we better do this podcast because this is this is my busy time right now, Rick. Yeah. I've got Car- Carl Sandberg's. Uh, <laughs> the people are on the phone. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's uh, let's do some minutia and welcome to minutia men. Okay. You start. Remember, this is how we do it. We got a little r- rhythm going. You go first, then me, then you. Well, don't you do a little jingly thing? I, I just told you I don't have a jingle for that. When did you tell me that? Before we started the show. We only uh, have right. X number of slots, and that's not one of the slots. All right. This is a story, Rick, and it's because of your passion for soccer. You might – I'm sure you're going to like the story, but there's a couple – there's some jargon. There's some soccer jargon jargony stuff going so you might want to you might need to help me out with this is that okay yeah sure is that fair um youth football team forced off home pitch after giant image of man's genitals burnt into the ground (laughs) okay now now, i know i know the pitch is the soccer field (laughs) okay because i know what genitals are all right so (laughs) and football in this case would be soccer okay good thank you this is a british story that you're giving Uh, us Shocked players at Lee Rangers had to play elsewhere after the discovery was made on January 16th that a 37 <laughs> by 32 meter penis was burnt into the field using an unknown chemical. Now, 37 by 32 or is that's a big penis, that's right? Big. I mean, that's, that's big. A, that's that's, a, that's a big like ass. Lee Smith. <laughs> that's, that's that's huge. Well, well, Lee Smith and the Lee Rangers. I like the. <laughs> A Lee Ranger spokesman said, I'm sure the people who did this 
don't appreciate the inconveniences caused our football club. First of all, <laughs> I'm sure they did, and that's why they did it. Um, teams are having to play matches on a different ground, which is not as easy for the players, for the young players, to get to. Also, the club is losing <laughs> income for the tea hut whilst having to play elsewhere. What is a tea hut? I have no idea what that is. Right. That must be um, like the uh, you know concession stand. You know, and they sell tea there, right? The tea hut. Okay. Okay. I could have cracked that code. Um, First off, how do they know that aliens didn't do it? Right? (laughs) Right. They, they used to do, they, they've been known to burn crop circles. This would just be a cock circle. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And secondly, you know, why, why aren't they just playing on it? Yeah. Well, exactly. Have you ever talked to anybody in England? Uh, from England, every other word is wanker, <laughs> right? Right? So, right? So how is it? It's not well, offensive. It, it can help with positioning, you know. Hey, well, hey, Billy, left left ball sack, right? right you know, right. Joey, you're a right ball sack. Uh, uh, right. Freddie, you're mid shaft. <laughs> exactly. They're ball handling, aren't they? Uh, yeah. You know who would not mind playing on this field, Rick? <laughs> who? David Goodwillie, Scottish striker from Dundee United. Oh, no. You've looked some up, have you? Oh, yeah. uh, Cheeky Arse, a Paraguay player who played in the 1998-2002 World Cup. That is not a real one. Uh, it is. Cheeky, cheeky Arse. C-H-I-Q-U-I Arse. A-R-C-E. Wow. Paraguay player. Uh, David Seaman, one of England's most sure. legendary goalkeepers. Yeah, he's famous. And my, fa- and my favorite, Paul Dickoff. Played for Arsenal, Blackburn Rovers, and Manchester City, or Man City, <laughs> who is now the manager of Don, the Doncaster Rovers. So all those wow. people would love to be playing on the penis field. All right. Or the, the penis pitch, yeah. I should say. Little Davey, you're the mushroom cap. <laughs> no, you, you, no, little Donald, you're the mushroom <laughs> yeah, right. cap. That's right. That's right. Okay, that's good. I like that. That's a nice story. Now it's time mm-hmm. for it, it. Kind of is emerging of my two podcasts. If you really want to know the truth, well, sure, you can now pitch. You can pitch your your other podcast. Yes, free uh, kicks with Adam. That's right. Free kicks with Adam and Rick, which is available uh, also on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Be sure to tune in to Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Our podcast highlights the best soccer league in the world, the English Premier League. We recap the previous week's games. And preview the upcoming games. I do it from an American point of view. And I do it as an authentic Brit, accent and all. That's authentic, right, Governor? Not exactly how I say it. <laughs> we all also talk about the local soccer scene because Adam is the Illinois Youth Director of Coaching. If you love soccer, football, football, tune in to Free Kicks. New episodes drop weekly on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. All right. I have some minutiae for you. In fact, I'm going to turn this into a minutiae quiz. So I have some audio. Here we go. Time now for a minutiae man. Minutiae man. Minutiae quiz. So here we go, David. This is a story that comes out of Fox News, one of our favorite uh, outlets. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you know who Pete Hegseth is? Mm. No. No, I, I know. No, I don't. I think if you saw him, you'd recognize him. He's one of those uh, Fox News guys. Uh, anyway, no, no commentary. Here we go. Fox News host Pete Hegseth has said on the air that he has not washed his hands for ten years <laughs> because germs are not a real thing. Fake germs. <laughs> Fake germs. You can't see them, Dave. <laughs> They're not. If you can't see them, how do you know they exist? It's like global warming. It's a bunch of crap. 
Speaking on Fox and Friends, Hegseth said the infectious microorganisms did not exist because they could not be seen with the naked eye. I inoculate myself, added the Harvard and Princeton graduate. His remarks came after co-hosts Ed Henry and Jedediah Bila made fun of him for eating leftover pizza. My 2019 resolution is to say things on the air that I say off the air, Hegseth added. Now, he did later say that he was joking about the uh, 10 years thing, but uh, it, it kind of fits into the whole concept of, you know, the nanny state. The nanny state's yeah. telling me I've got to wash my sure. hands. Screw them! I'm not doing it! Right. The man is always yeah. bringing us down. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to wear my seatbelts! I want the freedom <laughs> to die! Yeah, right. Sure. You know, that kind of that kind of stuff. Anyway, so I, I did some research about washing hands, and I've got a quiz for you about it. Okay. This is from the uh, CDC, which is our nation's uh, top medical uh, organization. Um what percentage of diarrhea would go away if you washed your hands five times a day, according to CDC? Percentage? like Percentage. So like- yep. Hey, I've got four choices for you. Okay. 10%, 20%, 25%, or 30% of your diarrhea will go away I, if you wash your hands. I say 10%. 30%. Whoa. 30% Whoa. of your diarrhea will be gone if you wash your hands, Pete. All right. Yeah. I got another one for you. What percentage of colds go away if every now this is this is right up your alley. What percentage of colds go away if everyone washes their hands even once a day, according to the CDC? Five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, or twenty percent? I'd have to say twenty percent on that one. That is correct also. All right, okay. Pete. Twenty percent of all colds will go away if you wash your hands. Does he shake hands with his guests when like a guest <laughs> yeah. comes? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, Pete. We can't get any. There's no. We can't book anybody on your show anymore. <laughs> and here's another one. This one's for you, Pete. What percentage of people around the world wash their hands after going number two? All right. Is it A forty percent, B thirty percent, C twenty five percent, or D nineteen percent? I'll say nineteen percent. That is correct. Nineteen percent. So you have an eight in ten chance of getting somebody else's poop when you shake hands. And this man's not washing his hands. Even if it's a joke. Let's you know, maybe this is the germaphobe in me, but that's that was like the grossest thing I've ever heard. Well, (laughs) when I when I used to work at a paper company in the paper industry, um, we would notice a trend toward my last last few years working there that we sold more toilet paper but less soap and we never could we could never equate the two until right now yeah because uh, uh yeah evidently evidently that is not going hand in hand yes Whatever. exactly hey we got a winner oh goody big 50 that's big 50. not that's not our age yeah got a we wish. I, yeah, I would love to be Big 50. Uh, Big 50, our Twitter follower, picked up an off-white Christmas by Don Evans. And I'm a Chicago coffee mug. Now, <laughs> that's it. I'm sick of – I mean, money is not growing on trees. I've been yeah. sending out four or five books to people. Forget it. Okay? We're going to be fiscally responsible. Off-white Christmas, the – it is the collector's edition, which is a retail value. Of well, right bucks. there, you're exceeding the uh, the price right there. So all uh, Big Fifty had to do is uh, retweet and follow us on Twitter, uh, and it's so easy to do. And you know what else? It's easy to do, Rick, is to subscribe to the podcast. Of course. How do you, su- 
How do you subscribe? Well, you just, there's a button that says subscribe, and you yeah, click on it. it. It's so simple. I mean, you can do it at iTunes. You can do it at Spotify. You can do it at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can do it wherever, wherever well, podcasts are heard. It's seamless. You know who does it? David Goodwillie. David Goodwillie can do it. You can do it, too. That's right. And David Seaman. Dang oh, is man. it David Seaman or Doug Goodwillie? No, it's David Goodwillie and David Seaman. You're right. Yeah, I know and my Paul dad. Dickoff. <laughs> I know my soccer players. Hey, uh, uh, fi- fire yeah. up the Jenkins, would you? Oh, goody. Yes, my favorite. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins. With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! Hey, before we get to Jenkins, you know, I'm excited to hear Jenkins. We have yet to tease who's coming on our show later on. Oh, you're right. Zach Ward. Yes. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas is going to be on the air. The bully from the movie uh, A Christmas Story is going to be joining us on this broadcast. So make sure you stay with us. You know, Rick, I bet his off-screen persona persona is totally different than his. He's probably screen. a gentle gentleman. <laughs> I bet he speaks in an English accent. Probably. <laughs> yes, hello. How are uh, you? Uh, Wilst. He'll say yes. Wilston here to yes. four a lot. Yeah. I'm sure he's nothing like. His character. No, let's hope not. Uh, telephone scam artist picks the wrong target. Keneal Thomas, 29, from Jamaica, pleaded guilty in October to interstate communication with the intent of extort after he tried to scam former CB, or CB, FBI chief and CIA <laughs> boss William Webster. Whoops. Yeah, this scammer obviously does not know how to develop a vetted cold call list, Rick. <laughs> he was sentenced to 70 once in prison last week by the United States District Court, Judge Beryl A. Howell, Howell in Washington, and will be deported after he has served his term, official said. So he has to stay here for six years, and then he's going to get uh, deported to Jamaica. Uh, Thomas made his first call to Webster on June 9th, 2014 identifying himself as David Morgan. He said that he was the head of the Mega Millions Lottery and that Webster was the winner of $15.5 million at a 2014 Mercedes-Benz. Wow. Yeah. Little, little <laughs> did Thomas know that he was targeting the man who had served as director of the FBI and the CIA under Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> who, did, who does this stuff work on? This is the th- my kids get calls like this, and they're like, "Yeah, get out of here!" You, you know, and they're and they they're clueless, right? And, and they don't have the yeah, and they're not FBI or CIA directors, right? Um, it seemed this is I love this quote from uh, uh, Webster. It seemed to me that something wasn't quite right. You think? Uh, Webster said ninety four said in an interview Tuesday with NBC nightly news with our buddy Lester Holt. This was pretty obvious to me that there was something fishy about this. Now, this is his wife. Now, uh, Webster's wife, Linda, said that she and her husband have received many calls from scammers in the past, but Thomas stood out. He was nasty. He was frightening. The others were nice, but not this guy. He told me what, now listen to this. He told me what a sniper's bullet would do to my head and how the blood would splash under my white house wow. if, we didn't pay, if we didn't pay the taxes. The scam obviously being, hey, you won $15 million, but you got to pay the taxes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, wow. It so kind of reminds me of your guy in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy that um, I had a little uh, correspondence with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hang on a second. We, I, I think I may have some of that. 
Go ahead. What do you, speak amongst yourselves. Well, there is no amongst myself. It's only me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I do have it here if you want to talk about that at all. What uh, the Niger? Uh, sure, go ahead. Did I want to. I want to. So, so here's what happened. Dave got you know the Nigerian prince thing. He got an email, and which I thought was great. But then you sent a joke in response, and then he sent you a response saying, "Dear David, I got your email, and before I say anything, I would like to correct the impression you already have. I am not joking with my <laughs> proposal to you. I mean, and I mean real." And genuine transaction, and that is why I contacted you for assistance. I appreciate your response, blah, blah, blah. Now, you, of course, immediately answered him and said, I'll be arriving on the 22nd of November on flight 9002 from Frankfurt, and I will be staying uh, at the Protea uh, Hotel Victoria Island. Uh, I'll be free the evening of the 23rd, all the 24th, and the morning of the 25th. Mr. Brusky and my lawyer are already in the country and will be meeting with you as well. Now, he responded immediately, your mail has been received. You said your lawyer will meet with me. Where? Which country? <laughs> Get back to me. Urgent for me to understand what you mean. Thank you, and God bless. Um, and then he also tells you to bring a certified cashier's check. <laughs> uh, but what? it goes on and on. And, and, and you guys... Uh, he sent you sent him to London. Or he he said he was going to London. Then he said, "Oh, great! I changed my flight. I'm going to London too. I'll meet you, et cetera, et cetera." And that that is the way to deal with these guys. Yeah, waste their time. I yeah. mean, there's nothing there's there's nothing more valuable than a salesperson's time. Now, if you, I mean, obviously you're wasting your own time as well. But <laughs> I like how uh, you think these guys are salespeople. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> We got our sales meeting on Monday morning. What do you got there? Uh, well, I got this guy on the line here from from Chicago. All right. Time for um, our, our – we've got another feature. Unless you had more to add to the, uh, the CIA I do not. story. Okay. I do not. All right. Not. Time for our, our uh, celebrity feature. Oh, here we go. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay. This is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand in the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity and, uh, you know, whatever goes with that. Uh, new age speaker and advocate Deepak Chopra. Okay, that's a Chopra. I don't know. I always say Chopra. Um, So I only met him. I only met Mr. Chopra once, Um, but I remember him being exactly the opposite of how I expected him to be. We had him on Landecker show. Did he say wanker a lot? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, he was not uh, like foul or anything, <laughs> but he but he was kind of like uh, um, too good for the room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, okay, I, a little a little I, arrogant. Which is exactly the opposite of his preachings, right? I mean, his new age stuff. It's very uh, very you know spiritual, very uh, yeah, help your fellow one, man right, sort of right, thing. Right, and, and he came across as like a. Uh, uh, geez, I don't even know how to how to describe it. Remember, I told you when I met Mitch Album in Detroit, and, and, he, and he wrote that and he, Tuesdays with Maury, and I was thinking, boy, it's going to be great. I want to work for a guy like this who seems to have his uh, his house in order. You know, uh, he's got his priorities correct. Yeah. 
Well, this guy, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe he made us call him by his title, which I can't remember what his title is now, when, when, we, inter, when we introduced him. And then during the interview itself, uh, was completely humorless. And, and you know, John Landecker is not going to do like a straight interview of no. a new age guru. And he was kind of a jag about it. That, so it, it, was, it went against... What I thought we were going to get out of a Deepak Chopra. Well, what is Deepak Chopra or his people thinking to go on a wacky morning show? Well, that's that's a good point too. Uh, yeah. You, you got to be wacky. Hey, all right. Speaking of wacky, <laughs> I, I'm I'm buckling up a little bit because you know uh, in the movies he plays a bully. Uh, yeah. So let's let's uh, play the audio and bring on our guest. Time now for the celebrity minutia minute. Hey, you got. Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. <clears throat> okay, joining us on the show, we have, uh, this is kind of a special treat for us because the, the movie A Christmas Story is everywhere around Christmas time, and it came out in 1983, and it's still a gigantic blockbuster hit, and joining us on the phone right now is the man who plays Scott Farkas. And Scut, it's Scut, not Scott, right? Yeah, Scut, yeah. Scut Farkas, who is uh, Zach Ward, and you played the bully in that movie, and that is such a memorable character. But I have to ask you this: you're a Canadian, right? Yeah. Aren't you guys supposedly famously, notoriously, you're polite, friendly, yeah, you guys polite, are polite. I nice? Was in, I was in Toronto. You guys are the hookers. Were I mean, how do, how do how does a bully come out of Canada? We're really nice people until you push your button. So <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> maybe in about 12 hours, you'll wake up to find me standing at the foot of your bed with one of your kids in one arm, uh, a sandwich in the other hand, and a, and a 357 in my right. I'm officially scared. Yeah. I'm officially scared. Are you going to do the oh, little? You, are you going to do the little black? Wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> You're going to do the little blackout underneath your eyes when you're kicking our ass, right? <laughs> so what did Ralphie, what did Ralph, what did poor Ralphie yeah, we, do we, to we, cause you to hate yeah, him so were, much? Why were you such a jag to Ralphie? Um, he had sex with my mom. Oh, well, really? really okay. weird. At his age, you know, they don't show it in the film. They just talk about what a nice kid he is. He was, he, he broke my family. He, uh. He, he seduced my mother, okay. uh, which is weird because she was oddly uh, overweight yeah. at that time. And uh, well, she he was, was oh, cute. He, I mean, you, you got to yeah, give him that, that. I think it was. I think it was the. Um, I was gonna say. I think it was the uh, pink bunny outfit that just <laughs> made her cross the line and leave my dad. And yeah. uh, <laughs> hearts were broken. It might have been the rifle too. It might have been the. Uh, Hey man, sorry to bring sorry to bring bring you down, man. Sorry to bring down the room. Uh, so you know th that is actually interesting. So, did has anybody approached you of doing like some sort of celebrity charity boxing match with you and uh, you, you know with Peter Billingsley? I think that would be no. a friggin' fortune, man. Yeah, I'm, we're we are ready to be your promoters. Just let us know. Um, here's the problem. Yeah, have you seen me? Uh, like, yeah, uh, I was a competitive martial artist for years. Yeah. So you're going to win. Bad. You're going to win. 
I play. I'm I'm five foot ten, 185 pounds. Um, I've been throwing haymakers since I was eight. Yeah. Like my father was a Golden Gloves boxer. I play badass, scary dudes all the time. Um, you know, Peter is five foot five, <laughs> 140 pounds. He, He's a he's a producer. I mean, the poor guy just produced the movie Iron Man. I mean, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Poor poor guy. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Put the things yeah. didn't work out for him. Today. Here's the thing: is if I ever hit him, I'd be sued to death. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but it's for yeah. charity. He it's for the in, kids. He could come into the ring with his attorney. <laughs> you, you know what? Maybe he could have his attorney fight for him, oh. like Game of Thrones. And then I could pull, um, I could pull, what was that one? Not the guy who was the mountain uh, who crushes his skull into his eyeballs. <laughs> I'll know. do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be wearing the furry hat. <laughs> And then I'll uh, then I'll make it cute and adorable. I I love it. Now you when that movie came out, did you have any idea that all these years later it would still be this huge? Yeah, actually, I wrote it all down because I have the ability to see the future. <laughs> okay, I think he's being sarcastic. Such a good question. Such a good question. And I, actually, uh, I figured out I figured out Google and Amazon, uh-huh. and I'm a uh-huh. billionaire because of my prognostications. Yes. Wow. Okay. I think he's okay. calling yeah. you an idiot. Yeah. Rick. Rick asked that question. Dave did not ask that question. Yeah. Wait a hang on. I, I'm crossing off uh, questions on my list here. Hold on a second. <laughs> this is going to be like let a me, nine minute interview. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you were 13 years old, did, yeah. did you know that you were going to be some kind of loser doing a podcast <laughs> in your mom's basement? Now, oh, you, oh, funny, it's funny you say okay, that. Now you yeah, really did. Now, that's you, a, that cuts a little too close to home, pal. Uh, <laughs> we actually are in Rick's mom's basement right now because of uh, construction work with the other studio. I yeah, so, I mean, that hurts. You know, I, if, if you tell me that a 55-year-old man doing a podcast from his mother's basement is a loser, right. then I've got some problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because that, that to me spells success. Yeah. Okay, Joe Rogan. Okay, Joe Rogan. So you really are a dick then in real life, basically. <laughs> he wasn't acting. He was not acting. That was real. No, I, I, I just lived into the character. Um, uh, you know, the funny thing is uh, that for me, uh, that was my first movie. Um, my mom's an actress. And uh, still is. She's 82 years old right now. She's here in Los Angeles uh, visiting me from L.A. Sorry, there's a uh, helicopter going above. It's about time they got a hold of you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally tracked you down. I'm envisioning a Goodfellas thing going on right now, right? At least least it's a quality because I'm white. So that's good. my mom's an actress, so I grew up uh, and I uh, surrounded by it, and I begged to get into it. Uh, when I was ten, I did commercials, and Christmas Story was my first feature film, and I didn't know anything yeah. about the process. And also, um, you know, it's thirty fucking five years ago. Yeah, man. no, I know. Um, So it's not like we had the internet on our phones or a way to go. What do you think the projections? Yeah, Yeah, no, no, that's yeah, that's true. That was the obligatory stupid question we were asking. (laughs) No, 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 no. The point, the point is that you know, it's not a stupid question. You just have to put it in perspective and realize that. Remember in 1976 or 77 when Star Wars came out? Yeah, it was in theaters. 
for six months. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I know. when we went to go see movies as a kid, um, you saw the same film three times because you had no choice. So I did a movie, and to me it was, it was like summer camp, yeah. but in the winter. And I had a great time, and everybody was super cool, and and Bob Clark was awesome, and Yano Anaya, who played Grover and Dill, was my best buddy. Oh, and cool. yeah, oh, yeah, and and uh, Peter. Do and do Scott, you stay in he, touch with any of these guys still? Yeah, Yano. Oh, dude, I talked to Yano yesterday. That's Scotty cool. and I are still friends. Absolutely. That's cool. The rest of them. Eh. But yeah, <laughs> but just like, who do you know? that you've known since you were a child right. and you did something that literally stamps you in time until you die. Right. right. Like it's the thing. Right. So, you know, here's the thing that's weird. I was talking to my, my, my mom about this last night. Uh, did you ever uh, read the book, the tipping point? I have not. No. No. Dude, you should read it. All right. It's it, not in no. Rick's mom's basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, look behind the old National Geographic <laughs> we used to beat off to. Yeah. Uh, behind the VHS, you know, yeah. the foosball table that we're got. So it's like uh, Christmas Story. What's amazing about Christmas Story is all the things that had to come together for it to become what it is. So before that. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. You remember the movie? It's a yeah, Wonderful sure, Life. Sure, of course. All right. Do you know why It's a Wonderful Life became an, became an American classic? Well, it didn't originally. It kind of bombed at the yeah, beginning, yeah. didn't it? No, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, uh, okay, can I can I tell you? Yes, sure. please. All right. So, do you know how commercials work? Yeah. Do you know how TV works? You make a product, and then you say, "I want to uh, put this product on TV," and uh, I need advertisers. And the advertisers say, "Hey, how many people watch your thing?" And you go, 10. And they go, eh, go away. Yeah. I, you say 10 million. They go, we'll give you cash right. per, minute, per 30 seconds because that's what is valuable to us. Right? You understand that? Sure. So one day your uh, show out of your podcast will be worth some money. Not today. <laughs> and it won't be on me. But here's – so Frank Kafka, the guy who directed It's a Wonderful Life yeah. and created it. He forgot to renew the copyright. Oh, Jesus. So it went into the public domain like five or seven years. After it came out. Yes. Uh. So now, now you're a TV station owner back in the 40s and 50s, and you're like, uh, if I play something on Christmas, nobody watches it because they're worth a family. Yeah. So I, I can't sell the airtime for nothing. So what am I going to put on there? Something that costs me money? Oh, wait a second. I got this free VHS. Exactly. Right, 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 yeah. I'm going to play it over and over again and turn it into an American. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Uh, but America will be like, that's right. It's an American classic. <laughs> is, now, that, is that what happened with your movie, too? Yes, it is. It because is. TBS didn't TBS it, just started playing it twenty four yes. hours a day, right? I mean, but TBS oh. TBS bought the uh, library from MGM that was going bankrupt, oh. and so look, when Christmas Story came out in theaters the first year, um, no one cared. Yeah, I, I took a and, date. I saw it in the theater with a date, and uh, I, I just uh, remember what, I was unsuccessful. What was his name? <laughs> For me, was his name? Oh, ouch! Did you just say that? Jeez. <laughs> 
he's killing We're me. a blue state here, buddy. There's nothing you I'm, can not, do. I'm not judging, but I'm assuming he was a lovely fella. Um, you know the funny thing, bro? Seriously? Yeah. I took a date to the movie. When Did I was you really? Wow. Yes. And she was a French girl. Yeah. So pretty. So pretty. And I had a huge crush on her. Oh, my God. But she didn't the like the time, furry hat? Yeah. The, the, the furry hat blew it for you, didn't it? Uh, I mean, in, we're in Canada, so everybody has a fruit. Yeah, okay. we, ride, we, we ride a moose to the theater. <laughs> so I'm in the theater the whole time, uh, struggling to try and hold her hand, terrified, 14 years old. Yeah. And it's uh, just so, like, sweaty and gross and cl- clammy. It's like an episode of uh, Happy Days. Yeah, it's sure. horrible. <laughs> and then we walk outside, and I'm like, uh, so... um. How did, uh, what, what did you think? Did you, did you, did you like the movie? You, yeah, not cool. I was never cool. And she looked at me with that perfect French girl accent. She goes, no, I don't like this one so much. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and she gets on the subway and leaves. And I'm standing there just like gobsmacked. Like, okay. Uh, I was in this movie. And I, can't I was get... in the fucking movie. And I can't get anywhere with you. Wow. Well, uh, I'm glad I haven't wasted any time going after French girls because it wouldn't have yeah, worked out well, for me. They're, they're pretty, but they're harsh. They're oh, harsh. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, here's the thing. is Christmas Story had the exact same thing happen to it is they, uh, they bought the library from MGM and they started running, the, running Christmas Story on, on uh, Christmas because it was a loss leader. Like they, they knew that they couldn't get any advertising. But the, here's the thing is – Americans, Canadians love a Christmas story because they chose it. That's the thing that's amazing about the film is they decided that it was their film. Right. Not, it wasn't really the network or the studios. There was no promotion behind it. It just became this thing that when VHS came out and everybody was spending 80 to $100 to buy a VHS of a movie, they had them like a collection that they would trade. Yeah. And they would... So when you had a VHS, you didn't have 3,000 of them. No, right. You had, you had four. Right. And you would trade them with people back in the day. I know it's hard for the yeah. kids to understand. Right, I know. But they were like, they were like Pokemon cards, <laughs> the rarest Pokemon cards. <laughs> and you would share them with your friends, and they'd be like, oh, thank you so much. So it was really the people who chose the film. And I think what happened is – because the movie, and, and when you watch it again, and you will, oh yeah, you you have no choice. Like it's right, exactly. America, you have to watch it. But watch the fact that the entire movie is shot from the kid's perspective. Hmm. You're always at four uh, feet above the ground. No, I don't think you were. You're not looking down on children metaphorically or physically. You are at the same height as kids. Wow, I never caught and, that. He Bob Clark literally cut out the floor of the set to get his camera low enough to come from uh, Ralphie's POV. Oh my god, that is that's genius! Brilliant. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's man, the reason brilliant. why little kids. I've watched five-year-old kids pony up, sit down, take a squat in front of a screen at a at a Christmas party or whatever. Um, and they watch the movie, and to them, it's them. And then I see 70, 80-year-old people going, that was me in 1942. That's exactly it. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it captures it's, it's, the childhood perfectly. 
It's all these generations connected to each other. And the thing about Christmas Story is it's not pretty. It's beautifully shot. It's wonderfully acted. The score is fantastic, but it's not a pretty time. It's pain. Right. It's, it's these people right. going through the depression. Right. They don't have enough food to eat. They have to eat cabbage Ooh, and right. meatloaf. Right. They can't afford to fix their uh, the heater. They have to go down and rag them, frag them, argue with <laughs> yeah, them. Right. They have right. to haggle over a tree. Right. They don't have enough uh, tires for their car. Right. But they're together. And that's what America, Canada, is all about. Mm -hmm. Come together, do something more than the sum of your parts, and no matter how crappy it gets, you got each other's back. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's supposed to be about. It's like you. You've got this. You've got this. Uh, this heartfelt uh, side to you, but actually, you're kind of a dick. <laughs> so yeah. You have the whole yeah. the whole perspective. You've got the entire. It's it's just it's a uh, well rounded thing. Let, let me ask you Thank one, you. one Thank last you. question. You you'd been, you've seen kids watch this movie. How do they re, re, how do they react to you? Afterwards, because you're you know you're not uh, particularly cool in the movie. Do they like, you know? Do you it, are, do you it, have any kids? It, it, no, I I don't have any kids myself. Uh, um, yeah. Um, but you know, here's the thing: is there's kind of, there's different relationships with them. Um, one is the kids that are like who walk up when I'm doing autograph signings and raising money for charities, and the kids walk in like, your name's Scott Fuckers, you're a Zach Ward. You're an <laughs> like they're five years old, and they give me my whole IMDB resume. It's amazing. <laughs> then you've got the other kids who sit down and watch the movie and don't connect me to it at all because oh. I'm just some old man around them, yeah. which is fine. But the coolest thing, the thing that borders on fucking magic is the ones that see time. And here's why I say this. Uh, how old are you, gentlemen? Uh, 55. Yeah, but we look 54. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you don't sound like you age well. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you guys know the process of watching someone grow. Oh, yeah. Like younger siblings, uh, nieces, nephews, children. Yeah, we have you kids. watch them. So it's something that you understand and that usually you grasp that as you grasp your own mortality and the process of not of going from childhood into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And yes, and it's a very organic process and it takes time. Now, I've had the experience with multiple children and it is one of the high points of my life and I'm not being sarcastic in any way, shape or form. They come up and meet me and their parents are like honey bobby susie that's that's gafarkas that's gafarkas and they look at me like what what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, right, right. and then they take, they take the i hold up the picture i'm like yeah wow that was me when i was your age and when i when i was uh, when i was close close to your age and they look at the picture and they look at me and they can see the i still look similar i've got yeah. a beard yeah, yeah. and i have glasses but there's still the asshole face <laughs> that i have and the red hair but they see it and they connect the dots and see here's the difference is for everybody else you grow up watching the process for them it hits them instantaneously like, like right. lightning right, yeah. and their whole brain goes holy <laughs> shit like, that's gonna I'm happen to me kidding. i've seen them shake and look up at me and go <gasps> i go 
and I know why they're re- losing their shit. I go, that's right. You're gonna grow up. Yeah, that's is that's you're gonna awesome. be like me one day. And they go, <gasps> no. Like, they, like I'm like, no, no. It's okay, sweetheart. You won't be a redhead. Yeah. You, you have a but, chance of looking good. Yeah, but let me tell you about yeah. taxes and FICA. Let me tell you all yeah. that other shit that you're gonna have to go through. But it's the most amazing experience to watch these kids grasp time yeah. and life and aging mm-hmm. and all this shit and realizing that it happens and it, they grasp it on a visceral level because I'm somebody that they've known for years yeah. they've seen over that they take they're so comfortable with they take that character for granted and then they see I'm this I'm this man I'm this grown up this really handsome good-looking, <laughs> yeah that's probably what they're thinking <laughs> but but in all seriousness they click on it and that moment where they kind of go oh what the fuck <laughs> it's, it's the most fantastic traumatizing experience a child can ever have and I, I'm, I'm happy to do that to them and I'm happy you don't have kids yeah oh yeah <laughs> well yeah, hey we uh, we really appreciate you being on the show and Dude, giving us awesome. shit and you're, it was it was a it was a fun interview it was great buddy and thanks very much for being part of the show oh my pleasure guys my hey, pleasure much health buddy take thanks, it easy thanks a lot have a great day bye buddy okay <laughs> he may be my I, you know what you're out I'm gonna do a podcast with that guy <laughs> You know, you know how we used to call you, Mister Mean. Yeah, not even. I'm not even an. In, I'm not even an intern for Mister Mean anymore. Uh, what a what a bright guy, though. You could tell he's extremely intelligent. He and, is and it, very smart and very much of a dick. Yeah, but uh, but, in a, but not really. You know, in, you, in the same a, way you are. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Right. No, I uh, really appreciate him coming on, and he is a good guy. Yes. You could obviously tell that he's a really good good guy, and you're just saying was, that because he took shots at me and not at you. Yeah, right. Right. Well, you were mocking. Right? You you asked a stupid question. I, I still don't think it was, that was not a stupid question. All right. <laughs> anyway. Ah, if you'd like to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can find us at EckhartsPress.com. We're also at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Um, you can email us like Jenny did uh, at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the show has been produced by Tony Lasano of Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutiaman. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Losano or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. I feel like you go into a motel, you just search for cameras instantly. That's <laughs> got to be like your first reaction. Anywhere you intend to be nude, you should just check. I mean, you just don't be nude in a motel. Well, I no, feel no, like I, that'd be smart. I, think, I should just not true. get changed or take a shower. No, I no. think. Wait, but you're, I think you're missing my point. I'm worried that I'm not going to be on camera. Mm. I want footage of me. 
You're the only one who wants to be filmed. Oh. Unknowingly doing something ridiculous. Right, because I would be curious. Wouldn't you be curious to see what you do? No. Yeah, like just the mundane. Right. That's how I spend my time. You, sp- you spend four hours doing that? Why? Oh. As you fast forward, you go, I'm not even moving. <laughs> Look at that. I am stationary for hours. <laughs> I didn't even get up and that bag just appeared on another. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the f*** it's called.